You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Welcome to 3 a.m. 3 a.m. 3 a.m. Where we discuss and dissect the supernatural. What's the scariest thing you've encountered? That's been one of our favorite questions for years. 3 a.m. is the result of asking this question over and over again. Stories we share are typically sourced from those we know, our listeners, or personal experience. The validity of which can be determined by you, the listener. While we might not have all the answers, we find the culture and lore surrounding paranormal events and unnatural occurrences fascinating. We hope you enjoy. We hope you enjoy. We hope you enjoy. What up, guys? This is the 3M Podcast. My name is Charlie. My name is DJ. My name is Sean. We tell scary stories. We have fun, amongst other things. Amongst other things. How's everyone been? Good. It's been a few weeks because the last time we recorded was episode 100. Yo. So we're finally back. Everybody <laughs> on our team has been out or is still out. Yeah. Charles was in Lake Powell. Sean was in Lake Powell. Separate times. Separate times. <laughs> I was in the East Coast. Kalima was in California or Florida. Something like that. Uh, no, it's uh, Hogwarts. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. The actual. Yeah. Across the pond. <laughs> And Miranda is in Alaska, You're and right. Kevin was at work. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, shout outs. Any shout outs? No. Simone Biles. I mean, uh, the Amish. <laughs> Ugly God. All of the for yep. making double XL freshman <laughs> this year. Yeah, what else is going on? Uh, I bring up the Amish because I was in Amish country. Hey, it was the craziest transition because I was in New York. And then the very next day, I was in Amish country. <laughs> have you ever been? Uh-uh. Unfortunately, I didn't have any of their food, oh. which is supposed to be like the best part. That's what I hear. You missed out. Bro. I really did. I didn't even get to talk to any Amish either. I left with still a ton of questions. <laughs> <laughs> what questions do you have? Slash, did you get any questions? Answered? My main question is, have any of them heard Amish paradise? <laughs> Because you're stupid. <laughs> no, that's an actual question. Do you think any of them have heard Amish Paradise? Dude, Dude I do. They I have do like their have. like year long. Uh, Rumspringa. Yeah. Whatever that's called. Yeah. yeah. Rumspringa. I just yeah, said yeah. it. <laughs> Whatever that's called. <laughs> Where they venture out for a year. Yeah. Yeah. They go, go wild. Live a sinful life. I'm sure the first thing on all of their lists is go and listen to Amish Paradise. Yeah. yeah. I've been hearing about this like my whole life. I got to, you know, see see what 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 it's all about. Even like day to day, do they pay taxes? Do they oh. like do they have their own special laws? If they have a fire in their house, do they call the police department or fire department? Do <laughs> yeah, they have from their, their own Amish phone? Yeah, exactly. Like do they have their own fire department? Do they like do regular day to day things, thing? you know? Uh yeah. <laughs> I, I just had so many questions. And it's not like any of them are going to hear this, so you can't like reach yeah, out. To we a can't listener. reach out. Yeah. yeah. Well, the thing is, they're not. What, are they Christian, bro? I couldn't begin to tell you. No, I have I'm no idea what's Google happening. this shit right now because <laughs> yeah. they they believe in the Bible, but I, they're they're not. I don't think they're part of Christianity. They don't spread their like. They're not trying to convert. The Bible? They're yeah. not converting people to true to uh like the amish is it a religion you know 
Um, they make kick-ass like fireplaces or some shit. The so Amish are a Christian group in North America. How do you? Were you gonna say how do they believe in the Bible but not be Christian? Yeah. The uh, don't the Jews believe in the Bible? The Old Testament. The Old Testament. Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess so. Do the uh, so do the uh, the Muslims too? The Muslims do live in the Old Testament. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> I, I gotta just, get more uh, educated to it answer very, something. It was very unfulfilling. It's weird that there's this small community in the U.S. that live in 1776, dude. Bro, straight up, people still think Mormons are like that in Utah. I know. Yeah, I know. Hilarious. See, that was my thoughts the whole time. I was like, all these questions. This is what people think about us. Yes. When, oh, they, yeah. when they listen to us and they're not Mormon. Yeah, they're like, how are they recording? Or when this? people drive <laughs> through Utah. Well, yeah. it's funny because when, when we're in New York. We were at, uh, there were a couple places, like one of, we went to a concert. There are a couple places in New York. Did you know that? <laughs> what? Um, we went to a concert and we made some friends there, me and my girlfriend, and just getting to know each other. That's where we were from. We said Utah and they're like, oh, there's a ton of Mormons there, huh? As if like we couldn't be some of the Mormons like, who traveled <laughs> to see the world. <laughs> I'm <Damn>. like, <laughs> <laughs> they're <Yeah>. disgusting <laughs> roaches yeah obviously you can't be because you're at a concert yeah you're yeah. traveling yeah. also you don't look like Amish. Yeah. your melanin level is <laughs> yeah that of not a mormon don't fit the stereotype <laughs> yeah but uh yeah i'm 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 positive people do the same things i was looking up videos on youtube on the way to amish country just to try to learn about them and then after i i realized that People also do the same thing about Mormons and all the videos are ex-Mormons. Yeah. So you're yeah. probably getting like the worst curated stuff. <laughs> or the best. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Depends I on how you look at it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, let's throw out the bat signal if any of our listeners know anything about Amish culture. Yeah. That's worked because we have a few uh, listeners who grew up in polygamous homes. Yeah. They'd be giving us the inside scoops on yeah. the polygs, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Telling us everything. Scoops on scoops. Yeah. Funny, dude. What a what a wild world. Oh, yeah. Do, do they have sports? I was thinking about the Olympics. Well, yeah. They probably like, have they... like axe cutting or like wood chopping. Rock throwing. Um, rock throwing. Butter churning. <laughs> like basketball is not um, like modern technology. So they could very well have a hoop True. and a regular basketball. Dude, Amish wear Nikes. Do they? Yeah. How do they justify that? Well, have I, you seen those videos of LeBarn James? LeBarn James. <laughs> this ginger kid who's a farmer who made his own basketball hoop with like a metal ring and like a oh wood gosh. backboard. In their defense, it's not that hard to make. No. Um, also, they're like master craftsmen, so... I'm sure they could whip, so whip a fucking board I mean, yeah, up. Yeah, if they're throwing a barn up, it <laughs> yeah. takes them like half a day. They've got a board on a stick down. <laughs> it's so crazy. They don't. Uh, they don't. They don't believe in taking pictures because in the scriptures oh, it talks yeah. about don't make a graven image of yourself. Mm. And sorry, let me fix this mic real quick. Um, don't create graven images of yourself. So they don't believe in pictures, but they be milking their culture so hard, selling merch at the store about Amish. So the the little neighborhood I was in, or one of them, is called Intercourse. Intercourse, Pennsylvania. That's the actual name. So you can walk into the gift shop and you can buy hats that says, I love Intercourse. <laughs> and my Hell mic yeah. keeps falling. They're consistently milking their own, like exploiting their own culture for money. Why do they need the money if they're all self-sufficient? What are they up to? They're, what do they buy? Are they all just sneakerheads? No. <laughs> 
Probably. Secretly. Secret, secret sneaker heads. They got like the the uh, secret entrances in their house that lead to like rooms just full of sneakers and like other what's, worldly things. What's the app uh, you can get to like get buy sneakers? Goat. Goat. Or stock eggs. Like real life stock goats. Eggs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I uh, I'm just confused. Why, why do you why do they use the money? So many questions. Do bro. they barter? I don't know. Do we straight up need next? We know nothing. Yeah, I know nothing. Yeah, they don't have like a visitor center. Like I said, they're not trying to share their gospel. They just want to sell you of things. The Amish. They just want to sell you food, handmade chairs, weird and weird fires. hats that say Eaters. and shirts that say "I love intercourse," well, and then in I smaller mean, to say Pennsylvania. So like. Well, that's like when you Seal pass it through off Beaver and you get the I Heart Beaver shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Beaver, Utah. I don't know, dude. It sounds like you're kind of a terrible investigator. <laughs> dude, I was looking. DJ goes to where the Amish are, comes back and Sean, I know. Charlie. What do you guys know? <laughs> yeah. What you, like, I don't dude, know, bro. I, you were there. I had every intent of speaking to an Amish person. Did they scare but you? Every person there was either on some, some dumbass scooter that they made. Have you seen their scooters? They make these scooters that are like razors, but with big ass wheels, like bike size wheels. And they just scooter. kick themselves around. <laughs> and they're just riding on scooters or they're uh, taking people on rides on their uh, like horse and buggies. And they're like trying to disconnect themselves from everybody, but still give me your money. It's kind of like Hawaii. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> just yeah, dude. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> disconnect me from you but like yeah. come here give us money <laughs> here, Tom, that's, that's bad that's not good um how, how were your trips dude the best i was pretty good too uh lake powell is amazing i really like it and i didn't grow up like boating or anything so it's it's a pleasure it's 100 percent otherworldly it's wild it yeah. feels like you're on mars i was so i was on this houseboat with like a ton of different people i didn't know and the topic, I did not bring it up, of the our podcast came up because someone was like, let's share scary stories. And someone was like, Charlie has a scary story podcast. <laughs> and I was like, fuck. But they were, they, is so it, I, isn't it funny how like we try to disconnect ourselves from the podcast in real life for fear of looking like that. crazy ghost hunters, yes, like paranormal I investigators? Don't do, yeah. I'm Dude, not it's so that. funny because it's the last thing I want to be. <laughs> Bro, I kind of lean in with my fingerless gloves and yeah. black <laughs> eyeliner and shit. <laughs> Uh, no, but someone's like, Charlie has a po- scary story podcast. Like, tell all us the scary stories, you know. <laughs> and I was like, oh, like, what do you guys want? to? What do you like? I have endless. What do you want to know? Your wife's rolling her eyes. Yeah. She's like, see, yep, not <laughs> but rightfully so. She, she doesn't want to get that hunt. Dives um, off the boat. <laughs> yeah. I'm going boating. <laughs> doesn't come off. But, uh, someone was like, do you know anything about, uh, skinwalkers? And I was like, do we know anything about skinwalkers? Cracks (laughs) cracks knuckles. Yeah. And I was like, do I know anything? And I was like, yeah. Like, and I'm about to go into it. And one of the dudes on the boat is Navajo. And he's on the corner and I'm, and he goes, Hey, 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 be careful. Cause like we're in my land. And I was like, Whoa, I didn't even think I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Never mind." Like, and I had to explain to him, you sing a song, you sing hymns in church to invite the spirit. And I was like, you tell stories and that invites a different spirit likewise if you talk about skinny boys like where you shouldn't some say invites them and everyone on the boat was like oh yeah let's not talk about that <laughs> <laughs> but it was like i don't know 
It was more real down there. Yeah, I definitely I uh, talked about the skinny boys while I was down there. <laughs> really? Dumb, dumb. But you ask it was stories me, while though, you were there? so it's like nothing happened. Yeah, I'm just like <laughs> making fun of it. Kind of, I'm terrible. Did so you I have think. any Navajos on your boat? <laughs> no, that's why. Yeah, probably. I was glad to say we we talked about like perimeter stuff, like things I'd learned from Leah and from your coverage on that one dude's book. And he was just like, yeah, that's what, yeah. Like he was confirming everything. So cool. it's was, it was just cool to hear from another source, like yeah, yeah. It, out of the mouth of two or three, you know what I mean? I did recently hear of a new conspiracy theory. The conspiracy theory is that every time that Oreos drops a new like flavor, not a new flavor, but like a new like level of stuffed Oreo, the market crashes. Did someone prove it with like a, Spreadsheet and shit. Check this out. 1974. Double stuff Oreo released. Dow Jones crashes 45%. 1987. Big stuff Oreo is released. Black Monday. A 20% single day crash in following the bear market. 1991. Mini Oreo introduced. Smaller icing ratios coincide with the 1991 Japanese asset price bubble. 2011. Triple, double, Oreo introduced. S&P drops 21% in a five-month bear market. 2015, Oreo thins introduced. A complete lack of icing causes an unprecedented bull run on the S&P for years. I don't know what that meant. Oh. 2019, <laughs> the most stuffed Oreo briefly introduced. Pulled off the, the shelf. The most stuffed <laughs> Oreo. Pulled off the shelf before any major market damage could occur. Oh, my gosh. 2021. The most stuff Oreo is being reintroduced. Market response? Question mark. Oh so far. Dun, dun, dun. I don't know. The the coin market crashed hard. Oh, Bitcoin, dude. In the last, I don't know, month or two. It did coincide with the release. I'm like negative $2 <laughs> on my Bitcoin. <laughs> Bro, you know what I did realize on Lake Powell? Huh? Uh, in our extensive research and coverage, because like I'm constantly going down rabbit holes like looking for things, right? I have to actively try not to sound like a psychopath. <laughs> Example, a girl on the boat had a NASA shirt on. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. And I look closer. And instead of saying NASA, it says lies. <laughs> and I was like, that's dope. I was like, I want that. And she told me where she got it. But I was like, so like, are you, what are you into? And she's like, I just think it's funny. I researched flat earth once. Oh my god! And then, so we're sitting around the table with like white <laughs> parents from Utah, and someone says, "That's like, a passive aggressive uh, like spouse answer." Like, I just think it's funny. I researched flat Earth. Goes off on she was probably tangent. like testing me. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just researched one as a joke, and then, but like, we're sitting around with like normies, like normal people, right, who yeah. care about normal things. And someone asks about it, and I go, Operation Paperclip in 1945. We got <laughs> Nazi scientists, the best ones in the world. And, and I just went into it. And after like two minutes, I was like, stop talking. Stop, <laughs> talk, stop talking. Stop talking. Dude, I was like so aware. And I just looked around, and people's faces were like glazed over. And, stuff. and I was like, oh, no. Like, Bro, I'm starting to do board. the same. I like, yeah. See ya. <laughs> I'm starting to do the same. The other day I was at a barbecue and somehow got into me trying to explain how Hawaiian culture was made up. <laughs> Someone's putting pineapple on your burger and you're like, actually, this is Dutch. Actually. <laughs> and I was like, shut up, Sean. You can aloha up. hold that pineapple. <laughs> aloha goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it made it made me remember 
I remembered. I've been really nervous to to go, to go down the flat Earth rabbit hole because you're gonna believe it. Because I'm impre- I, I'm pretty impressionable. Like you know, you show me some pictures, you put <laughs> some intense music. I might be like, oh shit, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been really hesitant. But one of my favorite podcasts did a two and a half hour debate: a flat earther versus a baller, which mm. is someone who believes the globe is the a Earth is round. <laughs> And they went at it, and I listened to the whole thing. And I'm proud and happy to say I am still a baller. I still Thank believe they're through. Effing goodness. Ball in. But, <laughs> Dope, dude. But. But. <laughs> there are a couple things. <laughs> that made you go. There's a couple things I was like, huh, that is interesting. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. I wonder. One of the things is, and these, like, by no means do these prove the earth is flat, but to me, these were just, like, weird, like, thoughts, like, oh, yeah, that is weird. Yeah, but let's, let's hear them. Let's be the judge. One of them I find super interesting is the earth has been circumnavigated many, many times. People have flown around, right? Mm-hmm. Every single time it is done east to west or west to east, it's done horizontally. Mm-hmm. It has never been done vertically. Now, so what that would that prove or disprove? Well, one one time a guy started like down in Chile and flew up to like the northern Arctic Circle or whatever. Something happened. So he just turned around and flew back to Chile. And Guinness Book of World Records was like, nah, you're good enough. Gave him the record for doing it. Now, Flat Earther or Flat Earther was like, this proves like the earth is flat. You can't go around it. You can only go from one side to the other. And the ice shelves, they want to keep you away from the ice shelves that like guard Agartha, these entrance to the center of the earth and shit. And the, the baller guy was like, or there's like no places to re like gas up in Antarctica or like the Northern, <laughs> Northern ice pole and stuff like that. But I just thought it was interesting. It's true. It's like, no one's done that. Why hasn't anyone done that? It is interesting. I don't think that means flat earth though. I'm not saying that, but it is like why. I do know it's illegal to like fly over Antarctica. Well, that's because of the North Pole. Santa's freaking workshop. Dude. Antarctica. Uh, dude, it's because of the South Pole. <laughs> Santa's freaking workshop, right? <laughs> yes. His vacation home. No, I don't know. That was I was just like, that is weird. Not because of the ladder. What ladder? The the ladder excuse or the answer that the dude gave. But come on, like you could figure it out. We could figure it out. Gas. We've been to the moon. We can figure out going around, a, you know, storing a little bit extra gas. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or like yeah. having a ship meet them or something. Yeah. Like we can figure it out. We should. <laughs> In the middle of Antarctica. But also like, Good. but what's the purpose of trying to do that? No one's done it. I but mean, frontiers, you know? Yeah, you could say that. Like there's people, you know, like people make their, like there's a guy who like went across Antarctica alone or whatever. And that was like his big thing. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I just feel like there's enough people out there. Someone would be like. I want to be the first to do it. Mm. The second thing that was weird, and once again, by no way does this prove that the earth is flat. <laughs> it's just interesting. 1969, we <laughs> go to the moon. There's a race, you know, America, Soviets, whoever else, Sputnik. We want to be the first to get to the moon. We go to the moon. The shuttle that made it to the moon now, this is something I like saw on Instagram or something, so who knows if it's true, <laughs> had less technology than the iPhones we carry in our pockets. I have heard that, though, on, across pre- multiple platforms. That's pretty crazy, right? Right. Okay. A month ago, we have three of the richest men in the world 
with all of the technology contained on the planet and they did you see how high bezos got out of the atmosphere not very if this is the atmosphere he got like this high so he just went like up really high in the sky barely like poked his face out and then just came right back (laughs) it's like you know however long later with all the technology we have and all the money and resources of these dudes it's like they barely just went beep just Barely. Which is to me weird. It is weird. I did hear something Never been though, back. I don't know that there's some sort of like training for your body that's required for re-entry. I don't know like what that is, but I heard for astronauts they have to like train their body for a re-entry into the atmosphere. Mm. I don't know if that's factual. I just heard that, and I'm spouting things that I heard as fact. <laughs> well, dude, that's this so- <laughs> whole podcast, bro. <laughs> that makes sense to have that training. I mean, you do the same thing with scuba diving, right? Yeah. It's possible. And maybe yeah. it's just like they didn't have that. Yeah. Or maybe the world is flat. Yeah. What Honestly. do we know? Honestly, what, it's do, like, what do we know about rolling down in the deep? <laughs> Honestly, it's like, who, who knows what, you know, it's like at the end of the day, I don't know if the earth is round. Like, you know what I mean? I haven't done the research. I haven't gone to space. I haven't seen. Dude, listening to the arguments, though, it's like you can't argue with it because they would be like, Obviously, the Earth is round because in an eclipse, you see the reflection from the moon shadow. And they were like, the moon is fake. It's plasma. It's a projection. And you're like, okay, well, it's like everything the guy brought up. He was like, well, because gravity works like this. And they're you believe in gravity? And I was just like, what? Like every time he brought something up, they were just like, that's fake news. And I was like, okay, like fake news combined with like mad confirmation bias. Yeah, is, it's uh, wild. Indestructible. Yeah. yeah. Bro, there's a whole lot of different rabbit holes for things like that. Like that level of science versus conspiracy. Like, for example, for me, another one is dinosaurs. Dude. Like people legit think dinosaurs don't exist. Yeah. And for one of those people, like good on you. I I don't care. It doesn't doesn't affect it. Interesting. But it is an interesting concept to like think about. (laughs) I used to be insane. I guess I still am (laughs) into conspiracy theories. And used to be. I wonder what the attraction is. Like, have you ever thought about that? Because they are very attractive. I think it's very fun to have like hidden knowledge and like be the only one who knows or, you know what I mean? Like be on the end. Right. Yeah. Maybe it's because it's, it's a chance for you to bend reality. True. It's like more fun than just like. Just accepting the world. It is more fun. It is way more fun. (laughs) It's way more fun than just accepting what's given. Yeah. Okay. Then what is your favorite conspiracy theory? That's a very good question. Like, Dude. There, okay, so there's like fun conspiracy theories that yeah. you can talk about that are like don't affect anything. There are deep level conspiracy theories that like there's powerful families in the world and apparently if you say their last names and it's not even the ones I know you're thinking of. It's like deeper than that. Like two levels deeper. Uh, like this one podcast I follow, they did a whole episode on it. They got a cryptic email like do not mention this and then they got banned from every platform holy so there's stuff like that i don't know i don't know what's my favorite do you guys have fun ones like for me personally i would say my favorite to like research and look into has always been bigfoot and that's like a legend conspiracy like in the same realm okay yeah yeah but like like a parallel yeah yeah that's my favorite one to look at i would say my favorite conspiracy theories are the ones that have been proven right I mean, those are always because they give credence and they add fuel to the ones that are still like unproven, unproven. Yeah. So there's a million like the Gulf of Tonkin, uh, 
Operation Paperclip, Operation hey. Climax. What's his name? The book Chaos just came out that like goes over Charlie Manson's life. Oh, yeah. And basically just like reveals that it was all like a CIA op and stuff like that. That's wild. Yeah. Crazy stuff. So it's fun because those and like the biggest newest one is the UFOs. Oh, yeah. Where it's like, hey, guess what? They're real. See ya. And, and you know, I don't know. But the theory now is that they're not real and the government's just going to use that to take control of our liberties. I 100%. The second they were like, yeah, it's real. I was like, they're not real. <laughs> it's like, I think that's just in a mistrust of the government yeah. in anything that they say. And I'm on the same page there. <laughs> but that's a good question. I don't know. Conspiracy theories are fun. Be careful, though. Don't, don't. If a conspiracy, my thing is, if a conspiracy theory causes you to ruin relationships with loved ones, you've gone too far. <laughs> walk it back if they life's not that important you know like relationships are way more important than who the shot jfk or whatever you know what i mean yeah yeah who stole what but that wasn't an x-files episode so we know who did that that is really interesting uh the like the uh u.s came out with the information on ufos and then just like fizzled super quickly no nobody cared to pay attention it's almost like uh just like destinations like you look forward to something and then you get there and then it's done and it's it's it but like the almost like it's Amish more country. exciting to like be at like yes i know what you're saying the, the anticipation for is way more exciting than uh the destination most of the time it lasts longer yeah you prepare for it you save up for it you're thinking about it all the youtube videos just edging <laughs> yeah uh i was actually talking to someone about that they want to direct and film a creature feature horror movie and we we were talking about it, and he's like, "But at the end, I'm never, I'm still never going to show the, the monster." That's dope, actually. I know because like every monster movie is so much more fun, and then right when they show it, you're like, "Oh, that's, eh, that's just that's a costume." Lying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's doo doo. But you're right. Kind of a lot of conspiracy theories are more fun when you're imagining it and trying to piece things together. And once you have everything, boring. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. Christmas morning, opening your presents is more fun. Actually, and there was a didn't study get the bike done. you wanted. <laughs> you got, didn't no. get the the scooter you wanted, <laughs> or you didn't get anything. Didn't get bro. anything. Didn't get anything. <laughs> yeah, it's too bullshit. Dude. <laughs> Way more fun just thinking about getting what you want, dude. I actually really enjoyed thinking about getting presents when I was like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's sad. that was your Christmas tradition, <laughs> just thinking about it. Oh, there was actually a study done that was all about how it's actually more enjoyable to open the presents than what the presents are. Really? Yeah. Like it sparks your endorphins way more doing the actual process of opening those versus like whatever you get. Bro, what does that say about us? Anyway, conspiracy theories. They're good. Fun. Dangerous. But isn't a little danger a little bit of fun? You tell me. (laughs) (laughs) That was good. All right, let's let's tell our story. <laughs> that was good. One of these days, I'm gonna, uh, I am gonna go deep into conspiracy theories, and we're gonna talk about. Bro, sci- let me know because I have a couple that I want to go into as well. All right, let's do it. The, the iceberg. We'll talk about that sometime. But if you think you know conspiracy theories, you probably don't. You know, ass, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but for real though, Chuck E. Cheese does recycle their pizzas <laughs> when they're not eating. Yeah, I believe it. I had a buddy who worked at Little Caesars and he talked about after like two weeks, he had to clean uh, or like replace one of the tiles because it was like rotting from water or something in the ceiling in the ceiling. And 
he lifts it up and he looks and he finds mountains and mountains of pizzas. What the hell? Just years and years of people putting pizza and crazy bread up in the ceiling. Why? Why have they done this? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's the dude. real pizza gate, dude. <laughs> yeah. It's actual pizza gate. <laughs> That's my new favorite conspiracy. <laughs> it's actual pizza gate. He opened it. Wow. He opened the, the gate. Yeah. <laughs> Holy moly. All, All right. right. We're about to roll our 20-sided die. C goes first. Highest number goes first. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. I have benefited from therapy in a way that it's allowed me to feel a lot more light, lightness in my heart, my head, my emotions. If that's something that you're needing, if that's something that's missing, uh, give therapy a try. Give BetterHelp a try. Uh, We want to hook you up um, by getting it off your chest Uh, and it be a little lighter on the wallet. Uh, go ahead and visit betterhelp.com slash 3am and you can get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash 3am. So when the scammer uses the hypnotic method of building rapport, then they create dysfunctional, delusional reality. That's how a scam begins convincing the mark that it makes perfect sense to hand over their money to a con artist. The Scams and Cons podcast tells you how scams are run. You'll hear how people are convinced to buy fake art, buy machines that print money, or steal your house. I get a phone call from my wife, and she let me know that they had decided to move all our stuff out. I can no longer do anything about it except go through an eviction. And you'll hear it from the experts people who run the cons. So we go to your bank, you go in and get 6,000 cash, give us each 3,000, we give you this. Uh You go home and what you find out is cut up newspaper. It's fun to know how the trick is done, and that's what Scams and Cons is all about. Listen at scamsandcons.com or wherever fine podcasts are found. 11, 18, 14. So it's me, Charles, and Sean. That's how we'd be telling our stories tonight. So being in the East Coast and going to Amish country, I had some of my questions answered. Thank effing goodness. (laughs) And it was, are there any stories coming out of this place? And I did find some. Cool. So I was low key a little mad. You like brought that all up, and then didn't I was like, "Why? Why are you <laughs> should No end. No, I want to know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, doing some research on the Amish, they come from Germany and the Netherlands. My, uh, they started it as Mennonites, and they uh, small group shot off, and those were the Amish. So they're kind of like the Mormons and polygamists today, <laughs> kind of. You know. Uh, the Amish live a little more archaic lifestyle. The Mennonites are a little newer. Like we were at a cafe and there was like a table of Mennonite women next to us. 
They're all eating like avocado toast. <laughs> I just said that blue. One of them put sriracha on their on their toast. Oh, and I was like, shoot. bro, this must be like a cultural like breakthrough. Yeah. <laughs> sriracha like on that. Mennonite having <laughs> sriracha on avocado toast. It's like worlds colliding. It's pretty trendy, dude. Yeah. For yeah. Real. <laughs> Are the Mennonites the one with like the crazy ass bangs? I'm not. I, I couldn't tell you. Dude. I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you anything about about the bangs, about the hair. Uh, That's all I care about. <laughs> but I, I did some research. They're from Germany, Netherlands. They migrated to the U.S. And I think there's a few pockets of them throughout the U.S. And this was one of the, the larger ones. Lancaster is what it's called, um, the borough. But Lancaster is home to not just Amish and Mennonites. There are normal people living there, too. Beautiful countryside, rolling hills. We stayed in this beautiful A-frame house. Uh, watched angels and demons there with our friends. Uh, it was great. It's a great time on the countryside, dude. Just a little bit of Dan Brown. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this story comes from, uh, I have two stories. Both of them come from Lancaster. Uh, one of them is in a, a neighborhood called Rowena. So in Rowena, there's uh, the Old River Road. And down the old river road, you'll pass a graveyard. And in the graveyard, there's a wall surrounding it built out of stone. And the weird thing is there's no entrance. There's no gate. There's no door. There's no opening into the graveyard. The only way to get into it is to hop the wall. Interesting. Yeah. So this graveyard is... Amish don't believe in fences, <laughs> like <Yeah>. gates. <laughs> uh, they're gatekeepers, dude. They don't let you in. They don't let. They don't talk to you about anything. Um, this is known as shock burial ground, or Hans Graf burial ground. So Hans Graf is one of the first settlers in Lancaster. Hans apparently, although he's not buried in this graveyard, all of his uh, a lot of his descendants are, and it's home to thirty-one graves. So Graf's descendants are all holed up in that little area. And there's rumors about them. The rumors have to do with werewolves. Ooh, Ooh I okay. love that shit. <laughs> oh, my so, Jacob boys. <laughs> <laughs> Our J- Jacob Jingleheimer. <laughs> We're Team Jacob Jingleheimer. Um, a few of his descendants were rumored and accused of being werewolves. Uh, Hans was also... Uh, accused of either being bit by a werewolf, uh, being killed by a werewolf, or being a werewolf himself. Uh, One of the descendants is rumored to have been shot by a silver bullet, and where he laid and died uh, became his grave. And he was shot during a full moon. So this is all just part of like the legend and the lore Mm -hmm. of uh, the Graf family. So, uh, modern day, uh, there's a website that has a, that had a blog that's no longer uh, existent. It's called strangeusa.com. Oh, that sounds kind of dope, though. <laughs> On strangeusa.com, there was a submission by a local resident, obviously not Amish, or somebody on their what? Rumspringa, Schlitterbahn. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Posting, they said we pulled up, me and my friends, and we checked out this graveyard. 
And the rumor is, so in this graveyard, there's a little hill behind the house and behind, or in this, uh, behind this graveyard, there's a little hill. On that hill are wolves that watch over and kind of protect the area. Are these and, like like actual wolves, or are we talking like this is the rumor? Okay, the yeah, rumor. This is the the lore of the town. Okay, and you can hear these wolves, and when you climb the wall, they start barking. So there's videos of people hopping the wall and out of nowhere barking, coming from the dark forest, uh, with no houses that are close by. Uh, but there's a story of this kid who posted on strangeusa.com on the blog that said. He pulled up with his friends. They get in, hop the wall, get into the graveyard. They hear growling. They walk a little further. They hear barking, at which point they finally decide to turn around, hop back over the wall. When they hop back over the wall, waiting in the road is a white wolf, the size standing as tall as a six foot high human. Like it's alpha wolves. It's back, yeah, standing like a oh, dire shit. wolf, dude. They get into their car and they escape unharmed. There's a musician by the name of Leo DeSanto, and he tests out one of the rituals that the locals talk about at the graveyard. And the ritual goes when you stand on the rock wall, you walk around the graveyard seven times. If you do that on a full moon, you will not survive the night. <laughs> what the f? So he sets That's up the a, stupidest ritual. He sets up a camera and he walks around this graveyard seven times along the top of this stone yeah, fence on the top of the stone wall. Okay, yeah. it's like a maybe a foot and a half wide. Yeah, yeah. and uh, it's not very high, maybe like four feet high. So you got to climb over, but he walks around it seven times. He, and this is the only time we have it on record, disproved this this legend. So he walked away unscathed. He said he didn't feel or see or hear anything. Was it a full moon? I think it was on a full moon. Don't quote me Mm. on that, though. Seems like kind of a high consequence uh, legend to test out, though. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, bro. Start lower. (laughs) Start with Bloody Mary with the Mexicans. <laughs> like breaking a mirror, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> That's Leo DeSanto's story at uh, Shock Burial Ground. And uh, that's, that's Shock Burial Ground as a whole. I freaking love it. Bro, yeah. the White Wolf. That would be terrifying to see. Yeah. Oh. Um, let's move on to the next one. And it's my final one. Uh, this one is titled The White Angel. Ooh. So also in Lancaster County, there's a tunnel. It's called Shanks Ferry. Shanks Ferry Tunnel. Hmm. Bro, the East Coast really be like uh, live action role playing. All colonial and shit. Colonel Bottom. Yeah. <laughs> West Tucker. Buckleberry Ferry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's going on over there, bro? <laughs> the prancing ponies. <laughs> um, the story of Shanks Ferry Tunnel goes, and there's there's a handful. But it all revolves around a common theme. It involves a girl and her soon-to-be betrothed, her husband or fiancé. And it all results in one or both of them getting murdered. So one of the stories is 
the fiance left her at the altar when they're about to share their vows. Gets cold feet, leaves. She gets depressed, hangs herself in the tunnel, which was nearby. Heavy. Another story is they were walking through the tunnel. They were arguing, and he murders her. Okay. <laughs> Chill. None of these stories seem to end well for her. <laughs> yeah. Um, another story is the husband was murdered. Don't know who, but she commits suicide because she's grieving. So all of this ends, like I said, in murder or suicide as a result of their failed relationship, I guess. So fast forward, since all of this happened, uh, Lancaster was first settled in the early 1700s, before the U.S. was even a thing. Jeez. Uh, Old place. It finally became an actual county, like in the early 1800s, I think. But all uh, all of these events, the graveyard, the tunnel, happened within that time. Fast forward to 1974. So the tunnel above it is a train, a railroad. So in 1974, the train had an accident. The conductor came out of his, wherever they drive the damn train, I don't know, dude, (laughs) uh, to have a smoke. And they're passing, they had just passed the tunnel. And he looks to the side. He can see that the train had hit somebody right over the tunnel. And... It was a woman. So this just adds to like the history and the lore of this exact location. You know, um, just more death, more dark. Today you can visit the tunnel and there's another ritual. Oh my gosh. And the ritual is this. You close to midnight, drive your car to the darkest part of the tunnel. You get out of your car. You put your keys on top of the roof and you walk around your car three times. Oh my goodness. <laughs> After that, you grab your keys, get inside, and you sit and you wait and you watch. And if you do it correctly, then you should see the woman. And there have been multiple people who have tried this. They've given different experiences of how they've seen the woman. One person reports seeing a body fall from the top of the, the tunnel. Oh my shit. And get caught halfway with a with a noose. A noose around her neck. Just like you see the feet swinging in front of your windshield. <laughs> oh, Frank. Another person reported. Oh, I would die. <laughs> Dude, you would die if they were in the back seat of your car. Oh, I don't like it. Another Just. person reported that when they got in their car, they heard galloping. Oh. They see in their rearview mirror a woman riding a horse and rides right past them while they're in the car. And perhaps, maybe, to me, for me, the story that creeped me out the most after do, uh, performing this, this car ritual is they sit in their car and they see on the edge of the tunnel something peek inside. You can see the silhouette. <laughs> And they're looking at it and they're saying, or they're not saying anything to each other. They watch as this figure 
slowly starts coming more into view from the side of the tunnel. They watch its silhouette and it comes out crouching and moving with its hands while crouching. They said this person was, it looked malnourished with the silhouette with long stringy hair. So they reversed out of the tunnel and they left. They drove. They didn't say a word. After about two or three minutes, one of them said to the other, dude, have you seen the Lord of the Rings? He said, dude, that thing straight up looked like Gollum. Ew. Gross, dude. I don't like that. Um, These stories were reported to a local paranormal investigator who gives tours of haunted places in Lancaster County. So this is him saying, these are some of the locals or visitors who have hit me up and told me their experiences within these different locations. Shame I didn't know these things while I was there. <laughs> it happened after the fact. But <laughs> this is uh, Lancaster, Pennsylvania. That's dope. Home Spooky. to many Amish and other creepy dogs and girls. <laughs> <laughs> You know how you were saying earlier, you don't want to be mistaken for like a paranormal investigator? Yeah. You're doing a really good job. Yeah, I know. Because you're really <laughs> shit at it. <laughs> Just kidding. Bro, I have a, in my hometown, my hometown is very interesting. It's like really compact. It's, there's actually a lot of people there. It's like 200,000 people or something. But like right outside, it's surrounding the entire city is, is a shit ton of like orchards uh-huh. and farmland. Anyway, so out in the farmland, there is an old railroad track. The legend is a bus broke down on this railroad track, and it was hit by a train. Killed everyone on it. So the dare, the ritual, is you ride out there, and you park right in the middle of the railroad track. You turn your car in neutral, and you turn it off, and you sit there and wait. And the ghost of the children will come, and they'll push your car out of the way. Also a high consequence uh, <laughs> legend. So me and my friends did it. We went out there. We were getting ready. We were, It was two cars because it was like 17 of us, like all crammed into two cars. We're so stoked. And as we let the first car go, cargo, yes, cargo, uh, <laughs> we were pulling up because they're like, it's your turn or something. So we're driving back to the to go get on the track. And they go past us going like 90. And we're on the phone with one of them and they're screaming. And so we're terrified. So we take off, we tear after them. We like meet up with them like two miles down the road. And we put, they, they're like pulled over in this orchard. And we pull over and we're like, what, what happened? What happened? What happened? And they're all just laughing. Aha, we got you. And we're like, man, <laughs> F y'all. That was so stupid. <laughs> and then we're like, all right, well, we're going over to so-and-so's. We're going to go, you know, we're going to go hang out. Like, like, we'll meet you there. We're like, okay. So we're driving back. And we're like, well, we didn't go. So let's go. So me and my friends went to the track, no one out there. If you can picture, it's just like if you've ever seen orchards, it's orchards as far as you can see. So you like, it's dark, it's cold. We park the car on the tracks. We turn it into neutral. And I'm just going to tell you what happened and you can judge or whatever. (laughs) But the car, the the train tracks are like this, right? So it's kind of like a hilly, uneven area. So my friend Lauren turns it into neutral. We're in her RAV4. And the car starts just like slowly going backwards. I'm like, okay, we're, we're on a hill. And then it stops and starts going forward. And then it stops and then goes backwards. And all of us are just sitting there and we're like, 
dead silent. All of our eyes are like <laughs> wide open, and we're just looking at each other like we're on a hit. Yeah, we're on a hill going forward and backwards. <laughs> so we're all sitting there. Someone's like, can we go? And we're like, yeah, turn the car on and take off. And we go home. We go back to Lauren's house. We pull out our old Samsung phones and like turn on the, the, like, the light or whatever. We look. And on the back, it does look like there are handprints <laughs> just on the back of the car. And we were like, Lord, did you get something out of your trunk earlier today? Like, did you touch this? We were grilling her. And she's like, I, I didn't. I don't know. Who knows? It was creepy, though, nonetheless. It Dude, was, you never shared this. Because I always thought it like never, it wasn't like big enough to me to share. But like the fact that, I don't know, the rituals and the train track, yeah. just like it all came flooding back. But yeah. <laughs> so I've had something weird happen. That's a fun one. Yeah, <laughs> that's really fun. That definitely fits into this, yeah. this realm. But shout out to Geist, G-E-I-S-T on YouTube. Hey, yo. Uh, for uh, lots of coverage on these stories. And he has a few more. On on Lancaster in the the area there, so sweet. That's me. For me tonight. The date is September eleventh, nineteen sixty six. We are in the South Pacific, way out in the middle of nowhere. Aussie fisherman is on his boat, and they're testing out new equipment. And they just think they think they're you know, way out there. When one of his crew say, Captain. There's land. And they look out and they see a small island. This island is very small beaches, super steep cliffs, thousands of feet, 1,000 feet. Grabs his binoculars, looks through them, lush tropical island, treacherous shores. And he's scanning, looking around, and he sees charred bushes on a hill face. He thinks that's weird because fires usually don't break out on like tropical islands. Yeah. And as he's staring at this black mark, he sees a dark figure come out of the bush. Shaggy black hair comes out of the bush and stares at him. And then it goes to the edge of the cliff and jumps. The dark figure landing in the water. Oh, and him and his crew look horrified as this figure starts swimming towards their boat. How far away are they? They're they're decently far, but they're not so far that they couldn't see through binoculars. I was going to say, how, how right. do they see it through binoculars? Hmm. He's looking at the figure swim towards him. He looks up to where it jumped from, and he sees several more dark figures come out of the bush. And he's thinking, what, what is this? What's going on? His crewmen quickly run to the ladder, run to the ropes, pull everything up. They don't want it to climb up in. And they see the figure and it disappears because it's like so close to the side of their boat. They're about to put up the sail and take off when they hear, help, we need help. Because I shared a little story with DJ I'm going to share the rest of this story. Oh my gosh, dude. I hate you, bro. (laughs) This story is epic. (laughs) And it deserves, I want to give it enough time. And I feel like uh, we've already gone on long. And Sean, I think you might have a long story tonight. But if you were that crew, what do you do? What do you think is going on? Perfect English. Um, 
I'm GTFO, bro. <laughs> I talk back. Oh, you're brave. I talk back. <laughs> well, we will find out next week if who made the right decision. Okay. Um, guys, for me tonight, I'm just going to share that short story about the railroad track, and I have the bonus. So, if you are wanting to hear the bonus story tonight, go to patreon.com slash the 3 a.m. pod. Sign up, become a patron. You'll have access to this bonus story and every other bonus story we've ever shared. Thank you so much to our patrons. Uh, for our regular listeners, we'll be back soon. All right, this story got sent to us from a patron, and it involves a little bit of one of my worst nightmares. All right, we're back. Listeners, sorry for that little blue, blue, blue ball, but I promise it will pay off. It's a good story, but uh, that's that's me tonight. Dude, I forgot to tell you that it truly was insane to be in New York City for a week, just in the, the biggest city in the world, doing all these city-type things, and then going to Lancaster. It was so day and night uh, difference. While in Lancaster, uh, we went with some of our friends who were from Philly, then Lancaster is about an hour west of Philly, hour, hour, half. And we went to this beautiful antique shop. You might have seen that posted some stuff. I spy on our stories. Oh, yeah. And uh, it was a big three-story building, all antiques. Dope. And we spent about an hour in there just walking through, and it wasn't nearly enough time. But to emphasize the blast from the past, that we encountered, I found a coloring book called See America First. And it was made, I think, in 1937. Oh my gosh. Maybe earlier. Like 1913, something with a three in the early 1900s, <laughs> you know. And this was it. And we'll throw it up on YouTube to see. See America First coloring book. And I flip through, <laughs> and what I see. Oh no! Oh shit! Oh my! Cotton God. picking in Alabama. Oh my! It was in the in the color in the coloring book, children's coloring book, and the child had colored all of these people with the black crayon, and there's poems with all of them, uh, all the different pictures. And the first line of this cotton picking in Alabama is. <laughs> Cotton fields are gay. Oh my god! But it's using the old usage of the word gay. It's just uh, insane, dude. <laughs> and then I flip to another page, and uh, it's just like different landmarks you see in America or things that were big at the time. Another one is Old Georgia Cabin. And you look at the cabin. The there's a slave working outside of the cabin and the poem not not a poem but it just like writes about the picture a little excerpt and it says uh there's a cheerful mammy she's plucking a chicken her skirt is blue her blouse is yellow and this one they did the courtesy of coloring her black already as part of the picture you don't have to color her in with a crown how thoughtful yeah <laughs> is that insane it is. It's I such was a like, weird time a, capsule. This is a coloring book for children. 
dude. Insane. It's crazy how different things are. Yeah. And it's I almost bought the book. Ago. I almost bought the book. Kind of a piece of history. It's weird because like you hear about it. For us, we've learned about it in school. Some of us, I don't know, Sean. But uh <laughs> so it's kind of, it's almost like a story or fairy tale where it's like unreal. That was way. his cabin she was working at, dude. <laughs> Didn't you know? But this is like you had physical proof of like, no, nah, this shit was real. Yeah. Fun. yeah. <laughs> um, walking through, there was a ton of racist stuff. Oh my god. Uh, and I will acknowledge that straight up my privilege that to me it's like a fairy tale because I know there's some people and you know living in different places where it's like a real thing they confront every day. For me, it's not, dude. Like, I don't know anyone racist, like overtly racist in my life, and you know, I don't know. It's crazy. Check out, check out these dolls that I oh. came across. <laughs> There's like Indians in there, African American ones. Don't look away, Sean. <laughs> Why are you looking away? I was you guys to like, did this. Uh, that it was exactly my parents and grandparents. <laughs> but yeah, dolls and pictures of people with straight black and like big red lips, bright yeah. red lips, and uh, crazy to walk through and like see all of that. Did it's, you feel uh, a little uncomfortable in there? <sighs> Or did Mal feel more uncomfortable? <laughs> Your Caucasian girlfriend. <laughs> we felt fine. <laughs> I felt safe. Oh. I think. I think. Um, just uh, a last thought before we move on to Sean. Uh, one of our friends and listeners from Two Sarcastic Girls podcast. She's from Pennsylvania, I believe. Oh, yeah. She's sent in a story about like the back roads of Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that tunnel? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I wonder if she knows anything about the Amish. Ooh, so maybe. We should, we should reach out. Maybe we'll hit her up. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, last thought. Shout out to Sarcastic Girls Podcast. All right, guys. I'm going to finish this off tonight. I have a story from someone who wanted to remain as anonymous as possible. Whoa. And it's kind of funny, like, hearing your, the location of some of your stories because... This started in New York City and oh. ended in South Carolina. Whoa! <laughs> Dude, so, uh, you know, those uh, small connections, bro. Dude, that's a huge connection. <laughs> <laughs> so, he starts off, sometimes it's not the place that is haunted, but the person. This story primarily surrounds his mother and his girlfriend, whose name he titled Jay in his story. The girlfriend or the mother? The uh, girlfriend. And we'll call him John for the sake of giving him a name, but he is going to remain anonymous. Both of his girlfriend and his mother are highly spiritual people. Um, Jay had even recently had a near-death experience that kind of enhanced that spiritual spirituality for her. And his mom was a spiritual person in a different way, kind of church-going, Bible-reading, gospel-music-loving all of the above. And his mom, John's mom, also believed that there was another member of her immediate family that had roots on her, roots based in voodoo or black magic. So she was kind of not so silently beefing with one of her sisters, I believe. And this is all happening in New York City. Is that a term, roots on me? He had it like uh, in... 
quotation marks. So uh, I assume that it is. Interesting. But I tried to look it up, and when I looked up roots, voodoo, like it said voodoo has roots in Got Haiti, it. stuff like that. So I couldn't find for sure. Now, um, growing up, John would hear his mom chasing out ghosts at times in the house. Or he would hear her talking to them, telling them to leave. And his belief a lot of the time growing up was that she was trying to get the ghosts out that her sister was sending on her via black magic or voodoo. So eventually they decide to move from New York City down to South Carolina. South Carolina. Yeah, oh my God. Did you hear that? You just got possessed by Dude. Colonel Sanders, dog. Don't take me. Yeah. Oh, Gee, shit. Sean? Do you want to trade seats? <laughs> Bro, I was like, okay, he's just putting some <laughs> spice on that. South Carolina. Oh, bro, I don't even know why, bro. <laughs> oh, it smells of onions. <laughs> but anyways, Sean does have a southern accent that sometimes slips out. Sometimes I'll say y'all. Sometimes the southern accent comes out. It might during the story. So um, basically, they figure, hey, a change of scene is going to help. Slash, they're going to get away from the people casting voodoo on them. Can I ask, is this like 2010? Is this 1965? You know what I'm saying? 2018. Whoa. Oh, recent, dude. Recent, yeah. Um, John said shortly after they moved down to South Carolina, nothing noteworthy happened. But then one night, well, back up, he ends up getting a girlfriend down in South Carolina. That wasn't in New York City. So he, uh, he meets this girl become boyfriend, girlfriend. He's out one night with her and he's out way late. Comes home two, three in the morning and his mother's waiting up for him. Super worried. And she asked where he'd been. And he's just like, oh, I was just out by, by myself. And that actually seemed to be worse to her. She was more upset oh, when, when he said he was out by himself. And later, she actually told him why. She said that the ghosts that she had been trying to get rid of were asking her to house them in this new house and asking her to feed them. And she was worried about him specifically because they had told her, he's my friend now, referring to John. So he told her that he was actually just out with his girlfriend and that actually seemed to kind of alleviate some of his mom's stress. Then, after a while, like these same kind of recurring things that had happened up in New York City started happening again. Wait, the ghosts wanted a house and f- food? They wanted to be fed. They wanted to be housed. That's what quote-unquote was said. What? <laughs> I've never heard that. <laughs> I've never heard that. So, broke... They, they broke. They ain't got food, get bro. Job. <laughs> get a life. <laughs> Just stay at the place in New York City and get some food there. <laughs> but anyways, slowly but surely, some of these things started happening again where he would hear his mom like talking to herself or what it sounded like or what she would describe as talking to these ghosts, trying to get them to, to leave. At this time, he's also spending a lot more time with his girlfriend, Jay, And she had recently come off of a drug addiction. And so she was staying at home a lot. 
she didn't also have a car at this time because it had been left at a trap house somewhere. <laughs> and so <laughs> he's the one that doing the most driving to and for like from like his house to go and hang out, stuff like that. Now, one day he is at his girlfriend's house and he has this kind of group text with his siblings. And all of a sudden it starts blowing up and like his siblings are asking him, what's the surprise? And he's confused. He's like, what surprise? And apparently his mom had been calling all of his siblings, telling them that they needed to buy tickets down there ASAP and that she had a surprise for him. (laughs) And even his sister in this group text had told him that she said she was told to sell her car from her mom that she was going to get a new one. So a little bit confused, a lot confused, probably. He uh, asks his dad about it the next day. And his dad also had no idea what was going on. Like, I don't know anything about a surprise. So he and his dad go over to the house the next day to talk to their mom. And John said at this time when they have this conversation, he recorded it, by the way. And I'm going to try and get a hold of that recording. I just didn't hear back from him in time to share. Oh, shoot. But he said he had never at the same time been simultaneously sad and scared and worried at the same time by listening to this conversation with his mom, because this conversation kind of invoked all of those feelings at once. But essentially, she told them that she had won and that she'd gotten rid of the ghosts and that in defeating them, she would now get a reward, money, cars, riches, etc. And at this point, he, his siblings, even his dad are thinking schizophrenia. I was going to say... It sadly sounds exactly like it sounds very a schizophrenic story. Similar. Yeah. Now, he said that night was actually a nightmare for him. He laid in bed trying to go to sleep for hours. And even when he did, he had a sleep paralysis episode. But at all hours of the night, but while he wasn't asleep, he would hear his mom get up, walk around the house, talking to people and slamming doors and things like this. So just a nightmare of a night for him even having that sleep paralysis episode. The next morning, when he uh, wakes up and he asks his mom, what was that all about? And she responded, they were here last night. And they were waiting to surprise you and dad. He was like, mom, they're not real. Also, I thought you beat them. (laughs) Right. Also, we thought that you beat them. There was a surprise like reward coming or something. We were kind of excited about that. Um, but he's like, no, mom, those aren't real. And she said, they're in the room right now listening to us. He kind of looks around. He's like, what are you talking about? I don't see anything. I don't hear anything. And she says, well, you wouldn't because they're not talking to you. Still very creeped out. Like he leaves that conversation, has to go to work. The next day went pretty much as normal. This is over kind of a five-day time frame. So Thursday goes normal. Friday comes, and he's at work, and he has kind of just a strange encounter with some random person. He's kind of closing up the workshop, which is it, it sounded like it's a bike shop from what he described. And he's loading up this UPS truck with, like, bikes, and some random guy comes up behind him, and he doesn't see him until he's, like, practically on top of him. But this guy, he said, was kind of like dark, dirty. His eyes were yellow. 
and he was missing like teeth and stuff. And the guy was just like, do you have any car parts here? And he's like, no, this is a bike shop. Like maybe check somewhere else. And he notices guy is like holding onto this black string, just kind of like messing with it the whole time. And the guy and John finally tells the guy again, he's like, no, not here. Check somewhere else. The guy leaves. And he doesn't like think anything of this experience at the time. Now, later on, he heads over to his girlfriend's house. Apparently, she's with him as well because he's driving home from his place to her place. I guess that she'd been with him. And he says that he always has Spotify playing in the car. And he doesn't remember exactly what the songs were. But at one point, this Green Day song comes on. And his girlfriend asks him to change it. (laughs) So he skips. (laughs) And another song comes on, which is called The Guggenheim Wax Museum. And it's some indie song he really enjoyed. So he was going to listen to it. But it doesn't play. So, like, you know, it comes on, like, goes to the next page on Spotify, but it's it's not playing anything. He waits for, like, a minute. Still nothing plays. And he's just like, okay, Spotify must have froze. So he skips to the next song, and it plays. So he's like, okay, I'm going to go back now. He skips back. Guggenheim Wax Museum pops up and then disappears. And all of a sudden, Thought About Killing You by Kanye comes on. And he's like, this is a little weird because it wasn't in his queue. He didn't queue it up. And it also wasn't on like the uh, like list of songs that was anywhere near where he was playing it. After listening for a minute or so, it gets to the part where it said, today I seriously thought about killing you, premeditated murder. And he kind of like gets this like chill that runs up his spine. And so he skips back and it goes to the song that had played earlier, but like still confused. He flips back and it goes right back to the Guggenheim Wax Museum. So like premeditated murder had never been on the list. He's kind of freaking out. The thoughts that are coming to him is like, is this a coincidence? Is someone trying to kill me? And he starts thinking about the guy he met earlier that just rolled up on him. He's like thinking about all these things, but just freaking out. So Saturday rolls around. And he's home alone with his mom and he's laying down, taking a nap and he can hear his mom up and around pacing, opening and closing doors, opening and closing the trash can for some reason. And then he hears her like pick up the phone and call his dad and tell his dad to throw away his lunch right away, which obviously his dad ignored because why would he throw away his lunch? But then after John wakes up from his nap, He walks over to the kitchen and he like opens the trash can just to see. And his mom had thrown away all the food in their house. And like along with other things like clothing and stuff like that, like she'd just been tossing stuff in the trash can. He said in his own words, he was pissed. No more food. Yeah. And he uh, then had to go and pick up his dad. Once he gets there, he tells his dad what's going on. His dad is also pissed. So there's this happening. They, uh, get home and they finally, after talking to John's mom, convince her to go to the hospital. She agrees eventually and... I'm locking the door. (laughs) (laughs) 
That's smart. That is smart. I don't know why we don't lock that yeah. down, bro. <laughs> Feel a little better? Yeah. <laughs> you may continue. Okay. So, John and his dad convince John's mom to go to the hospital. Reluctantly, she agrees. They head over to the hospital. The doctors briefly, from what I understand, meet with her, but basically say, we can't do anything for you. Right now, we can't do anything. We suggest the emergency room. So there's that happening. And they're like, well, they're not going to be able to do anything at the emergency room either. It's the same hospital. And it's not like, like, obviously, it's an emergency to them. But like the hospital. She's is probably, not in danger. Yeah. Like she's not bleeding, you know. Yeah. That's kind of thought process here. Now, his mom eventually convinces them that she's okay. Let's go back home. So they can, they like decide, okay, we're, we're good. But we're going to swing by Walmart, grab some anxiety meds, over-the-counter stuff. Maybe some food. Maybe some food. And so they do, and then they head back home. And at that point, he goes to pick up his girlfriend again because she's going to spend the night with him. And... Like over the course of doing this and going to pick up his girlfriend, he notices that she's kind of being a lot more clingy than normal. And he said that she had always been kind of possessive about him, which is also possibly because of coming off of drugs. Could also be, he mentions that she had just recently had a miscarriage, which he didn't know if he was the potential father there because they've been together for a year or so. And she starts to be in his like opinion more clingy to him. And the next day they're out by the pool and John's girlfriend starts acting just a little abnormal. Like to him, like it's like you aren't normally like this. Like she's uh, like leaning over to him, whispering in his ear, like I want you to impregnate me and stuff like this. Just like she's acting way out of the ordinary for her to him. And like that she wanted a baby and all of this stuff. He said that he tried to ignore it, but she kept like whispering in his ear saying even weirder stuff like, I'm going to steal you and that he was going to be hers. Just kind of weird things. And he didn't give in, as he put it, at this time. And they kind of just go back to normal after leaving the pool. But still, he's kind of like on the, what's the word I'm thinking of? Kind of the alert on the alert. He's kind of on the alert here. Just everything's starting to be weird to him. Next day is Sunday, and he kind of gets voluntold to go to with his mom to take her to church. Voluntold. <laughs> and in the midst of going to church, his mom asks the uh, pastor to bless John, and he's kind of like, "This is weird. Like you're kind of the one who's being a little weird here." But he decides to allow the pastor to bless him just for his mom's peace of mind. I'd probably do the same thing. And he's still, he said he's a skeptic and agnostic, but he lets the pastor bless him anyways. So they head home and they're kind of just hanging out Sunday, Sunday afternoon. He's going to end up taking his girlfriend home that Sunday night. But as they're like hanging out there, his mom comes and is like talking to the both of them. And she like turns to Jay, John's girlfriend and asks her, asks her how she's like doing with being sober from like drugs and stuff like that. And Jay responds with like, Oh, I'm doing much better. 
I'm just sleeping a lot and eating a lot. And John's mom gets kind of this weird look on her face. And John says he knows exactly what's going through her mind right now, that somehow his girlfriend is one of these ghosts, like in his mom's mind now, because they had always just been asked to be housed, to be fed. And he said, looking back, those parallels totally make sense. Like the being possessive, the wanting to be fed and like housed and all of this. So a little bit later on, he takes his girlfriend back home and he's like trying to set her up like before he has to take off to go back home. And by no means is her place a nice place. Like it's kind of how you would probably imagine a former drug addict's house to be kind of messy, but he like gets her set up. And at this point, before um, he's headed to go back home, she seems to be concerned with someone that's watching her. She says, somebody's watching me. And he's like, okay, well, I mean, I'll circle around the house. We'll check. We'll see if anything's going on. And she's like, it won't matter. They'll, they'll hide and you won't be able to find them. And he's like, uh, okay, well, I'll still circle around the house before I leave. And so he does. And he heads off to go back home. And at this point, South Carolina, it's pouring rain. It's kind of later at night, so it's all dark and everything. And a car on his way home kind of hydroplanes on the road and hits him going through a stoplight. And the other car was totaled, but he was actually able to make it home still after. But like in the process of this all happening, he like starts thinking, like it, obviously this is a near-death experience, so he starts thinking about all these possible connections and everything. Like, for example... Today, I've seriously thought about killing you. Just happened the other day for no reason that he could think of. He makes it home and his mom, after checking up on him, she's like, you shouldn't see Jay ever again. And he's like, uh, well, I mean, okay. But then his dad also comes back and he's like, hey, you really shouldn't see your girlfriend anymore. And he's like really starting to freak out at this point too. For some reason, he has this flashback when his car played that I thought about killing you. And the other then thought again, maybe the pastor's prayer had actually protected him like just that morning. So all these thoughts are going through his head. And he honestly submitted the story for opinions, wanted to know what people thought. So (laughs) this is, I think, to the best of my understanding, a current story like something that's currently happening but like the best thing i can come up with is hey you know there could be some mental health issues here there could also be some potential toxic relationship here as well but most importantly is just taking care of yourself in this situation because this seems to be taking care of a lot of other people not thinking so much about himself but that is John's story, and that is open to open for opinion huh. or, or thoughts. I'm going to say this. I didn't realize this was like you communicating directly with someone. So when I said definitely sounds like schizophrenia, it's like, dude, I'm not a doctor, so you can't take that. Well, he, he mentions it could be schizophrenia. Like he, he thinks it could be schiz- schizophrenia. I don't know. Giving advice is iffy. I think your advice is very good. Make sure you're good, you know. Yeah, you got to take care of yourself. I don't know. 
especially if like weird things are going on and you're the not serious side of me is like you know like find out if this is voodoo and you know like but the serious side is like no people you need to be safe yeah yeah well and the other thing that is crossing my mind is i'm like hearing this story is so many different parts that he's kind of connecting dots to and i don't know if they're all connected but like I was telling you guys earlier, this is the first time I've heard of a haunted Spotify song, dude. Yeah. Like that, that was concerning. freaky to me, bro. I've uh the crazy part is the cover for the album says, I hate being bipolar. It's awesome. Oh yeah. I'm not even trying to make a joke. That's no, no, like, no. That's really what it is. I know. I, I know you're not joking. It's just like, that's scary. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> like it lines up like all these weird coincidences. Let me think. Let's just break it down. Like, Without just unbiased, without saying anything, yeah, just like me trying to objective. Understand. They think they believe mom believes sister put a curse on them on her, potentially. Yeah, so you have by that. means of black magic or voodoo are the two things that were mentioned. Hmm. So she's already dealing with her things. She said she beat them, doesn't sound like she beat them. She's still exhibiting the same behavior. Mm-hmm. It feels to me like. John is the target. It kind of does, especially like when he was out hanging out with his girlfriend late that one night, his mom got that. Oh, he's our friend now. Like whatever ghosts or spirits there were had told the mom he's with us now. Dude, honestly. Okay. I'm going to be kind of serious. Have a car, hard conversation with your dad. Seek out mental help. Because there's professionals who are trained to handle situations like this. Yeah. We're not them. Nope. <laughs> not, not even close. Obviously, if you're coming to us for answers or opinions. Yeah. You're tru- yeah I don't know you're about answers, like, but just opinions. Yeah. Because he's not getting answers here. That's for sure. Mm. I'm trying to analyze. Is there anything that happened that would make it like definitively paranormal to you? Because nothing really. Everything could be could be explained. Everything could be explained. It seems like it could be circumstantial, coincidental. It's just so much. And this is all within a week time frame outside of them moving to South Carolina and the one experience where he was out late with his girlfriend. Everything else was in a week. And because it was so close in time, I think that's maybe why some dots are being connected. Heads up more, seems like, in the moment. Bro, it's so crazy how hardcore I just came to the realization that I'm pretty desensitized to our stories. Because I was like, oh, yeah, this is just another story. And it's a very scary story. Yeah. And I was being affected. But then the second you were like, no, it's happening right now. And he wants to know our thoughts. I was like, oh, dude, I forget sometimes. <laughs> yeah, we really hear the aftermath. Real people. Yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah. Not too many like ongoing. No, it's a, it's a problem, too, because I remember getting a story earlier this week. And I know this person thinks that it was terrifying to them. And to me, I was like, thanks for sharing that. That was terrible. It's just like trying to exhibit emotion. Like from a storyteller perspective. Yeah. You're like, I was like, that's not a, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. Not to like judge your trauma, but dude, interesting. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe let's uh, open it up to the listeners. M- my advice is just, yeah, seek professional help professional yeah as much as you can and talk, i think they talk are to your dad as yeah well. yeah yeah i think he was just looking for uh additional opinion i don't know maybe an intervention family intervention huh. i personally 
and I don't want to say like break up or anything, but it does sound like kind of a toxic relationship. Yeah, that would be rough. That would be very rough. Yeah. And she's also, I mean, I ne- omitted this part to his story, but she was 10 years older than he is too. Interesting. She's like 32, he's 22. And like her coming on to him like, hey, let's have a baby. Like to him, he's like, he he said he wasn't ready for something like that. Like he wanted to have kids, but not at his age. Did he put that in the story or should we take that out? He did put that in the story. All right. Because that was, there was actually a more lengthy part to the whole uh, miscarriage and like her coming on to him that one day on Saturday, which I kind of crunched together a little bit. Okay. He's a young dude. I'm going to be a little uh, antagonistic right now. He's a young dude. So like, She's an older lady, so I totally could see an older lady in the relationship being like, I want a baby. Like, right. a baby in me. I could see that, yeah. Without it being like a demon trying to get him. You know what I'm saying? You could be right, yeah. And as a young dude, he might just be like, whoa, that's weird. But like, <laughs> I mean, uh, until he gets to the small. part where she's like, I'm going to steal you. You're going to be mine. Which he put in quotations. Like, I mean, it could be like, just like, <laughs> misdirected. It could be. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Interesting. Dude, that is intense. It gave me a little anxiety reading. I will say this. For some reason, when you said he's talking to his mom and he was like, mom, they're not real. And she goes, yeah, they are. They're here right now. I I was like, F, dude. <laughs> not bueno. That like affected me. That's yeah. when I was like, I need to. Sh- we need had to, to go and lock door. the door here in the studio. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, I don't know. Good luck. It's a tough situation, yeah. but anyways, that is that is it for me tonight. Shout out to Anonymous John. Oh, that's it? Jeez Louise. Wild. Started in New York. Ended in South Carolina. Ended in South Carolina. Guys, I'm excited to share my story next week, like the full one. Actually, I was pretty stoked for it. It's, oh. it's good. <laughs> I like it. Uh, I loved our stories tonight. There's some Fun good to be back. Ones. Yeah. Fun to be back. I don't know. We're excited. Thanks so much for coming along with us on this journey. If you have a story, if you know someone who has a story, track they ass down. Send it in. Exactly. Search and destroy. What? Uh, Listener (laughs) stories are the best. I don't know. Oh, they really are. 100%. That's what makes it like way more fun. Yeah. But uh, thank you so much, everyone. I hope you guys had fun. And uh, we'll see uh, see you soon. Yep. Bye. Love you. Be safe. Trust your gut. Watch your back. Be careful out there. I forgot we ended with that. Yeah, me too. I was (laughs) was like, like, and then what happens next? (laughs) Bro. Goldfish brain. Hey, thank you so much for tuning into this episode of 3AM. If you want to support us, visit our Patreon where patrons have access to exclusive content. If you're not able to support us monetarily, don't worry. This episode is on us. You can still rate and review us on whatever platform you listen to us on. It really does go a long way. You can also follow us on social media. Our handle everywhere, including Patreon, is the 3AM Pod. Finally, do you have any scary stories? If so, submit them to our website, the3ampodcast.com. We love any audio or visual aids that can help bring your stories to life. So file uploads are welcome with your written submissions. 
We're anxious and excited to hear from you. You might be surprised to know that not all serial killers are straight, cisgender white men. And the victims of true crime are not a monolith either. She's Wendy and I'm Beth. And together we host Fruit Loop Serial Killers of Color, a true crime podcast. Together we take deep dives into the true crime stories about marginalized and minoritized perps and victims that often go untold. We also provide the context and nuance that these stories deserve. At Fruit Loops, we're serving up true crime with a side of history, society, culture, and some fun. Listen to Fruit Loops Serial Killers of Color on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ohio is a land of mystery, from missing shipwrecks and lost treasure beneath her surface to strange phenomenon slicing through her skies, from myths that have evolved around historic events and people to the unsolved murders and disappearances that keep her communities wondering what happened. Find Ohio Mysteries on your favorite podcast app, and let's explore the inexplicable. OhioMysteries.com. <laughs>